0: We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California with my two sisters, Julie Dolan. You're in Dallas, Texas. How's everything there? I'm good, Liz, but I read in the New York Times this
1: weekend that you're supposed to have planned your Thanksgiving menu 18 days out, and I haven't done it yet. So I guess I'm a little late, Liz. That's how I am this morning.
0: Okay, Leon. How are you? <laughs> Leon Dolan, Pasadena, California. I I
1: almost got, bought another turkey
2: yesterday, like a, a turkey decoration. Then I realized I'm not hosting Thanksgiving because I'm redoing my kitchen. I just need to stop. I mean, I, <laughs> I just I want to support Thanksgiving merchandise. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, I think it's
2: a good idea, Leon. Yeah, okay. buy the
0: turkey. <laughs> okay. Well, yesterday was one of those days where you're just discombobulated anyway because of the time change. Can I just say it's just like. The worst. Last night, it was like 8.02 and I was dying to go to bed. So I don't even know what to say about that.
2: Just move to Massachusetts. They're going to stop doing it. That's what they're threatening. Fourth time zone. (laughs) Massachusetts. It's all moved to Boston. We don't have to do it. We don't have to do it.
1: Well, you know, sisters, as we begin yet another podcast, it is the unthinkable has happened again. And, you know, this I just have been in and through so many towns in Texas that are like Sutherland Springs. And I just am just praying this morning. I'm just praying for that town and in particular for the Holcomb family, um, because they have to bury eight of their family members. Uh, That is it's such a so
0: hard to imagine.
1: It is. It's so horrific for that little town, for that community, for that congregation and really for the country Um, and. I hope that we can pray and act to do something about it. So that's how I just want to start the show. And we're thinking of you, Sutherland Springs, like we've thought of so many victims of these mass murders before. Mm
0: -hmm. And you know, Julie, since we did our show last Tuesday, there was also the attack in New York. So we've had two massive attacks since our our last podcast a week ago. Right. It's just it's just outrageous and the, there's so many heartbreaking things about the New York attack but the thing that really got to me the most was the picture of those guys from Argentina that all came to America together on vacation like they oh my god they graduated from college together they were in their late 40s and, you know, my last job, I spent a lot of time in Argentina. My boss was Argentinian. My, the CFO was Argentinian. I just felt like, my God, I know those people. And just imagine what it's like to have your, like a college reunion, go somewhere special with your friends and then have a bunch of them mowed down. It was just so painful, so heartbreaking to look at that photo of them all so happy together on their holidays. So that's a heartbreaker, too.
2: Yep, I know. I know. It does seem like every week we have to say something, but every week we have to say something. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we are going to do more on the show than that. Um, we have a bunch of new stories, um, some headline news, some um, interesting updates in. The Weinstein sexual harassment story. I know we said we weren't going to talk about it, but I think when we said we weren't going to talk about it, we had no idea it involved Mossad agents. So spies, yeah, spies.
0: spies. So now we have to talk about it. Yeah,
2: right. And uh, and then a follow up, Julie, you watched a TED talk from Gretchen Carlson. She had some right. great information to pass along.
1: Three simple things. If you're facing uh, if you think you have a sexual harassment situation.
2: All right. Uh, An international news roundup is coming up. Also, um, Liz, (laughs) Liz, you've been through your own HOA double H-E double hockey sticks, but now you have the federal government edition, right?
0: (laughs) Yes, even at the federal level, Liam, things can go wildly wrong in homeowners associations. I details on that to come.
2: All right. Also, uh, I know everyone's waiting to hear how my thriller performance was last week, and it was a thrill. So I'm going to tell you all about that. We're going to try to get to an Operation Sea Turtle update. And Liz and I, Julie, had a close encounter with two uh, possible winter Olympians this weekend, two figure skaters. We, we spent a half an hour chatting with Ashley Wagner, uh, the U.S. figure skater. And we're going to tell you all about it. She was fun, fun, fun. She was just, just a fun, smart, funny woman. Yes, so yes. Uh, it was a completely delightful conversation. And uh, as she heads off to get ready and hopefully make the U.S. Olympic team, we're going to give you some insight there.
0: But and then we have a couple of Facebook notes at the very end. Things oh. you posted in the Facebook group. Don't forget, you can always join the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. So I have a shout outs to a handful of you. Right. Yes, yeah, membership surge. What you post
2: membership surge this week, Liz. Membership yes, surge. I-, I like it. I like it. And also, Liz, Julie, and I have to give you a Satellite Sisters salute because you have been working on the Satellite Sisters store diligently. Every weekend, every day, somehow you have actually mounted a satellite sister store. We can't believe it. I know. That. You're we... like the little red
1: hen, Liz. You know, you asked for our help. We didn't help you. We didn't you. do and one just... damn thing. Nope,
0: not one. I looked at some t shirts. Yeah. And Thumbs up. It. Keep going. Yeah. You were a little judgmental about a few things, but fine. That's what I asked for your opinion. <laughs> yes, so we launched an expanded product selection at the Satellite Sister store. So instead of just the logo T-shirts, now we have a Stay Noisy collection. We have a You're the Best collection. Uh, we have a... You can't make new old friends collection, and we have a special selection that just say Satellite Mister on them. So if you want to shop for the holidays, start now. You can find the store. If you go to our Facebook page, you'll see that there's a Shop Now button on our Facebook page that we added that will take you right to the store. Or if you go to our website, if you go to SatelliteSisters.com, right at the very top in the nav bar. You'll see where it says shop and you just click there and it takes you through. And I got to say, my favorite item, my favorite item was because I picked out all the products is there's a little like infant onesie um, that says stay noisy on it. I thought that was such a good (laughs) idea.
2: (laughs) It is. It's pretty cute, Liz, especially (laughs) for you. You don't really succumb to cuteness, but you did it.
0: You designed no, it? No, I just think you have to start the next gen off right. So let's tell the kids to stay noisy. So, anyway, you could get there from our Facebook page or from our website and uh enjoy shop for yourself too we we don't judge you don't have to buy the stuff for other people no if you just wanted if you just want it all for yourself be our guests i i definitely would get one of those baseball hats
1: they're really comfortable and really cute
2: yeah i ordered two yesterday i didn't have mm-hmm. one so i ordered two i'm psyched uh i'm psyched really liz good work we 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 salute you
1: Julie, and I salute you. Yes. Gold medal. In our in our new baseball caps, Liz. You
0: know what they say, from each according to his abilities to each according to his needs. That's, that's Karl Marx, and I embrace that. <laughs>
2: okay. Uh, gold medal. And speaking of gold medals, all right, Julie, this weekend, Liz and I were invited to a meet and greet, an event with the U.S. Olympic Committee's, their foundation, okay? This is the piece of the U.S. Olympic Committee that raises money to support the American athletes that are training for the olympics and one thing that a lot of people don't realize but the u.s athletes are one of the very few athletes in the world that do not receive any funding from the federal government zero still i i I thought we
0: had
1: ended all that like the charade of amateur athletics no i thought all of these at least had minimal support No, no not from the federal government none
2: or state governments, So it it comes from a bunch of different sources from, you know, the Olympic Committee and the the TV rights and the sponsors, but then also, you know, from citizens who enjoy the Olympics. And Liz and I are in that category now. We're not (laughs) officially part of the Olympic family. It's very tempting. Uh, But we are citizens who enjoy the Olympics. So we were invited Mm -hmm. to this event um, by a friend of ours who works there. And and, uh, and it featured, we went for many reasons, but we went because it's 100 days out from uh, the Olympics this winter. So if you're wondering, how am I going to get through another year, hold on till February 9th. That's when the, <laughs> right, that's when the Olympics start. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're in Pyeongchang. In South Korea this South year. South Korea. Pyeongchang, be... South Korea. Right. And they tell us, the people who have been to site visits, they say everything is looking good there. It is a very cold Really winter, Winter Olympics. Not like the fake Winter Olympics in Russia. It's going to be a winter, Winter <laughs> Olympics. Very cold. Sights are looking good. Snow's going to be great ice, very cold. But we had the opportunity to really stand and chat with Ashley Wagner, who's a three-time U.S. national figure skating champion, 2012, 13, and 15. She's an Olympic bronze medalist in the team event. She's won the Four Continents champion. She is considered old for a figure skater, and in fact, I believe I said that to her. She'll be 26 (laughs) as she goes in to try to, um, to qualify for the U.S. Olympic team this year. And she was there with her best friend also a figure skater, Adam Ripon. They're training partners. They've been friends since forever. They've been roommates. And he was the U.S. national champion in 2016, and he's trying to make the Olympic team uh, at the ripe old age of 28. So, you know, sometimes with these athletes, particularly in sports like figure skating or uh, gymnastics, these these athletes can seem a little programmed, not Ashley Wagner. She was so delightful and so funny. She answered all our questions about what was it like to be in Russia, where she said, I don't remember one thing.
0: Right. Right. She, <laughs> she just does doesn't it? barely even remember skating her program, yeah. Julie. She, she said she was just so like out of her mind. Terrified. She doesn't remember.
1: <laughs> yeah. Out of her mind because she was terrified to yes. be at the Olympics. Yes. Or yeah. Just, yeah. Yes. Olympics yeah. The Olympics was so overwhelming. Oh, the yes. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she and they.
2: she couldn't go to the opening ceremonies because she had to skate the next day in that new skating team event. You know, they did that last time. I had sort of forgotten that. But she had to skate the next day. She, she got out there on the ice, and she saw those Olympic rings. <laughs> And she just, she just disassociated from her body. And she said it's all a blur. Or Russia is like, so she hopes that if she gets to South Korea, she can focus a little bit more. Uh, what else did we talk about? Dorothy Hamill's haircut. Uh, we yeah. talked about how much we love Dick Button and how much we missed him skating, commentating. And Scott Hamilton, she's a big fan of that. And at one point, Julie, I'll just say this. She said to me, I don't know why you... Aren't commentating for figure skating? At the is that what she said? Okay, yes, you, Julia, yeah, Julie. Uh,
0: Julie, I can actually testify that she said that to Leanne. She thought Leanne was so knowledgeable about skating and understood the nuance and the spirit of her sport that she really felt like Leanne could be added to the broadcast. Yeah, team. I
1: mean, you were talking about the difference between how's her quad, leon Can she <laughs> does she have a quad jump? You know, we were talking about edging. We asked
2: her about how ice is different in various ranks, soft ice and hard. She doesn't have a quad jump. Uh, she's a very lyrical skater. She's very oh, dramatic I love skaters.
1: I love skaters like that. We
2: asked we asked her about what music she's performing her long oh, program good. to, mm-hmm. and she was mm-hmm. gonna use the music from La La Land. And she just, she was practicing and practicing with it. And she said, it doesn't speak to me. I was getting bored at my own practices. So she's going back to a previous routine, which is risky in the figure skating world, as you know, (laughs) Uh, but she will be um, skating to Moulin Rouge and for her long program and
1: she's very dramatic she really feels the music i I can see that would be a good costume too yeah Yeah, that's gonna work (laughs) well
2: we didn't talk about her costumes but we did talk she had just been in new york doing press for the 100 days celebration so they were i know they were on the today show she and like six or seven other uh named athletes for the olympic games and she said i said oh was that fun she said not really she said we were working from six thirty <laughs> till midnight and she said and she's tiny of course because she's a figure skater but not subhumanly tiny just a you know petite fit athlete and she said i just hate wearing those big t-shirts that they give us you know <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're always so oh, Julie, amazing. she was so funny. She's like, I thought I had to wear the T-shirt because I just do whatever they tell me. Yes. And then Lindsay Vaughn showed up. She wasn't wearing that stuff. Lin- Lindsey Vaughn looked fantastic. She had like on a leather jacket and some cute shoes. And I'm wearing a T-shirt and sneakers that they gave me. I'm like, how come Lindsay gets to wear whatever she wants? It was just
1: adorable. It was yeah. adorable.
0: But then, um, when she and
2: Adam spoke to the whole group, they really talked about what it is like to train and be completely, totally poor. They both came from families that weren't wealthy. Ashley Wagner was a she was a, a military brat. She moved nine times in ten years. She started skating when her father was stationed in Alaska, uh, and she just. She thought it was really cool that the kids just skated on the parking lot. So that's when she started skating. But they both talked about the financial hardships and the sacrifices that their parents had to make for them. The family had to make because Adam is one of six kids, I think he said. And so both of them kind of emancipated themselves when they were 18 or they're legal adults. So they, and they said to their parents, you don't have to pay for it anymore. You're done. Like
1: you're not. Yeah. So they were and skating getting... lessons and skating time is expensive. Expensive. Well, I mean, all, a lot of the, all these sports are yes. expensive. You yes. know, it's a huge commitment yes. for the family. And yeah.
2: that's, they talked about living together and training in California, moving out here and rooming together. And they were so poor, they were stealing the free apples from the gym at the resort yeah. and the teabags, the tea bags. From the Taza yeah. Tea bags. <laughs> so Aww. yeah, they were very grateful for the support and, 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 you know, I think that made them very interesting athletes to talk to and talk you know talk with because they really they had been on their own they didn't have you know real they didn't have those parents that showed up at everything like ashley Mm -hmm. said her mom only comes when it's in a good spot
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes like niche france they're going to be skating in um lake placid over thanksgiving julie so ashley said her mom was coming because she was very excited to go to Lake Placid. So of course, we told her about our Lake Placid experience <laughs> at, the, at the Olympics when we went up for the Winter Olympics there. So she went why... home. She went home
1: and said she met the two like kookiest women, <laughs> like Olympic freaks, right? That's what she said. Now maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah, but we are.
2: So we're wishing, <laughs> now, we're, now we know who to root for. We said we're going to get the whole Satellite Sisters to root for the two of you. We're so happy to meet them. It was a good story. It's a reminder that those athletes are out there training and that in February for two weeks we can just watch them instead of... <laughs> Everything else that's happening in the world. So uh, it was it was really wonderful to meet her. And then she took a photo with me, which was really nice. And so I'll post that later uh, when we post the show. Okay.
1: Well, that sounds very inspiring. And I and I like it that we that we have somebody to root a satellite sister. You know that we have people to root for already.
0: Yes. Yes. One other detail: Ashley's boyfriend was with her. He was also a former Olympian, a speed skater, but he is now in the White Sox arm system he's a baseball player and i don't remember his name do you remember his name and Liam? he
2: didn't really introduce himself so yeah he won a silver medal in short track speed skating he grew up in miami so he talked about like how impossible that was like he just trained on rollerblades because they didn't even have ice and then after he won his silver medal he was very humble he just talked about that and then and then ashley's friend adam said oh yeah he's, he's now with the white Sox organization so obviously a very good athlete but he was he was holding her purse because <laughs> that was his yeah, job. that's a nice boy. Yes, yep. he wasn't planning on speaking, so he's the bagman for Ashley Wagner. <laughs> Liz, you know we love talking about frame bridge, don't we? We do <laughs> because, because because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right, anything you can just upload a digital photo from your phone, and they can print it and frame it, and that is a gift right there—a gift people would love getting. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros.
0: And she is a dynamo. So yes, yes, you can all sign up to be on her team. I know we have lots of satellite sisters who are big skating fans. Yeah. Uh, So uh, keep your eye on Ashley Wagner. Okay. Speaking about like other not so great things going on in the or world. Or keeping
1: your eye on things, right? <laughs> yeah, now.
0: exactly, Julie. So the there's breaking news today. I'm just going to put it under the headline of creepy guy doing super creepy things with lots of help from people that you didn't think were creeps. Okay. That's what this story is about. It is about Harvey Weinstein hiring spies from all kinds of private security firms like Kroll, ones you've heard of, like big companies like Kroll, but then this other one called Black Cube. um, And some of these are former Mossad agents, and they're all engaged in hunting down any of the women that might have come forward to speak out against Harvey Weinstein and what he had done to them, and any of the journalists working on stories about him. So for a year, he's had this giant spy campaign going on where they're doing things like there's one, you know, a lot of it's Rose McGowan, who has spoken out a lot. And so there's a lot in the story, which is all over the news today, but that it was published in The New Yorker. Rose McGowan tells how this woman pretended to be a woman's rights advocate. She was really like one of these spies hired by Harvey Weinstein. And like, Called her and secretly recorded four different meetings, like, Rose, we want to support you. Tell me what's been going on with you, like really ingratiating herself to Rose McGowan that she was going to be the one to speak up for her, just so she could get the dirt, Leon, on what Rose McGowan was willing to say about her. And she would not only would she record all of these conversations, but then those recordings went directly to Harvey Weinstein through his law firm. Which And the guy at the law firm in charge of this whole spy campaign was David Boyce, a super right. famous lawyer, who you may know because he argued in, in front of the Supreme Court for Bush v. Gore and also for the Marriage Equality Act. So he's one of the most famous uh, lawyers in the United States. So all of this work was being done under the direction of his firm. Wow. And And they do that. I did not know that. They do that because then any of the documents that get generated are covered under attorney client privilege. So they use these lawyers to create these big smear campaigns and nobody's allowed to see the documents. But somehow Ronan Farrow like got all these documents. The story, did you read the story Julie? It's amazingly detailed. I it's 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 diabolical. It's yeah, really
1: diabolical hilarious. and you begin to think about the courage that it takes for women to step forward or men to step forward And to make, you know, an accusation against a powerful person, because these are the kinds of resources that powerful people have that not it is not a fair playing ground. It is not the truth will not necessarily set you free. You know, I mean, when you hear this story that they had spies, Mossad spies, you know, pretending and that to gain your confidence when you know you're in your most vulnerable situation right when you're mm-hmm. trying to speak out against something you know to to stay noisy as you say Liz i mean it is shocking and that it would and that legitimate companies like you know like security firms and this fancy law firm you know with uh you know that probably has lots of very legitimate clients that they would
0: be doing this kind of work you know mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. It it really and they also yeah they were also going out doing the same thing against the journalists that were hunting down the story. So Ben Wallace at New York Magazine, Jody Cantor at the New York Times. It was the New York Times that first broke this story. They all knew that they were being followed, or people would call them up with these fake accents and would try to engage them in conversation. Or I mean, it is just so creepy when you wow. read. The- Scale okay, now I have to read the story. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. You of course, do. the National Enquirer is involved, and it's just, it's it's insane the level at which they were willing to operate to smear... Any person who was going to come forward with information and the contracts, which are quoted in detail in the New Yorker story, they specifically say, We are, you know, hiring you, Black Cube, or you, Kroll, to prevent the publication of a story in the New York Times about blah, 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 blah. So there's right. no, they're not pretending it's anything, it's not. This was really to shut down any information gathering uh, so that Harvey Weinstein could continue to just prey on on all of these women. It is shocking. And you're right, Julie. The best word is diabolical. It is mm-hmm. diabolical. So. so I don't know. I. Creepy guys doing creepy things. I thought I was kind of over it and couldn't be surprised, but this is sort this, of yeah. That this really took my breath away
1: because then you just see the you know the resources that these powerful diabolical people can bring to the situation. It really speaks to the courage of these women and these men that have come forward. There's a new TED talk that's posted online from Gretchen Carlson. She is the former Fox anchor. She is the one that first brought um, charges of her- sexual harassment against roger ailes who was head of the fox uh news division there and she has three simple things that she said that you know men and women that feel that they are they are in a situation where they're being sexually harassed she said you need to do three things number one you need to get a lawyer because the first thing you need to check is statute of limitations you know i mean for for a lot of these cases these things happened a, a, some time back but you know mm-hmm. we you know, people just had to deal with it because they were, you know, you know, they just couldn't there. Was, it wasn't the right environment to come forward. So you do need to know about the statute of limitations. You need, do need legal advice on that. Number two, you need to document everything. You need journals. You need tapes, you know, whatever it is. And then she also recommends that you tell at least two colleagues, not one, but two colleagues in your organization. So that that you have sort of a triangle, you know, uh, to build to build a case, because look at what you're going to be up against. Right. And possibly it could be up against Mossad, you know, Mossad. Mossad. exactly. And, you know, I mean, that is so, uh, you know, it just really underscores it. But, you know, hopefully more people will feel that they can come forward and we can get a better climate for people to work in, for goodness sakes. right, Right.
0: Right. Which should be the goal. Right. Just everybody, just like, just treat each other with respect. That's all we're trying to accomplish here. It's nothing, Mm -hmm. it's nothing too radical. No, right.
2: right. That's true, Liz. It's not tricky. It's not, there's no trap. Women aren't trying to trap you
1: into this. (laughs) It's just... yeah. It's all about civility. All right, let's do our best.
2: Let's do our best. All right. We have uh, are gonna take a break here, I have a couple words from our sponsors, and then when we come back, Julie has an international news roundup, and I have uh, the thriller, the thrill of thriller. Just gonna give you the details
1: <laughs> on my I cannot wait star-studded I cannot wait to hear performance.
2: That. All right, <laughs> stay with us,
1: we're the satellite sisters. It's Julie Dolan, aka Urban Nana. All
2: right, we're back. We have a lot happening. Julie, you got the International News Roundup.
1: I do. You know, no, uh, October was not a good month, month to declare independence. Uh, two independence movements that were, you know, active in the month of, of October, they look, it looks, things look bad in the month of November. Uh, first of all, the state of uh, Catalonia, you know, now the Spanish, uh, the Spanish government has sort of really cracked down and they've decided to totally dissolve the Catalonian um, parliament. They've dismissed the president. The president of that region is now in um, Belgium. He is uh, along with four ministers and there they stand accused of rebellion. So if they return to the country of Spain, they're, you know, uh, they're uh, they're in jeopardy of ending up in court and possibly prison time for that. So
0: yeah, rebellion sounds like a serious charge. Yes, that's, it does that's sound that's not like a around.
1: I mean, that sounds different than what the what the people of Catalonia were doing, which was. To you know, to express independence. So, mm-hmm. so that has not gone well for that country. Um, the same is true with the country of Kurdistan, the northern, the semi-autonomous region in northern Iraq. The president of that, comp- uh, after they declared independence, the government of Iraq really cracked down on them. None of their allies, including the United States, stood up for the Kurdish people. The president of Iraq, Barzani, has had to resign. And the 14 Kurdish um, members of part of the Iraqi po- um, parliament now face death sentences for voting for independence. So uh, these wow. are really tough situations. Yeah, mm-hmm. that these were people that, you know, whether they were ill-timed or whether they were, you know, whether or not they had the right to do it or not, they expressed des- to desire to have an independent state. And that they didn't have the, uh, the support they, they, uh, from their allies or from other groups. In the case of Catalonia, perhaps the EU could have stood up for them, you know, and certainly in the case of Kurdistan, the United States could have stu- uh, stood up for them. And because none of their outside allies did, these movements did not, you know, did not succeed. And now the, the consequences for those leaders are pretty
0: serious. So I know you read this stuff in the headlines, Julie, and you think, well, that's just some crazy thing happening somewhere. How could that be? But it's not crazy. It's really happening. And it's very serious. It's very serious. So so, uh, you know, I will continue to monitor the the situation,
1: but it's just uh, it is amazing what you know, what what difference a month could make, you know, where there was great momentum with both of these independence movements. And now there's not. Can we talk about Saudi Arabia and what happened over the weekend where princes and ministers were arrested in an anti-corruption crackdown? And what I think is an interesting detail of of this kind of power play is that all of these people that are being arrested are being held at the Ritz Carlton in in Riyadh. (laughs) So it could could be worse. It could be worse. worse. They're sleeping in a ballroom. Do you see they have their mattresses in the ballroom, which is, I know many of them find very humiliating because these were, you know, these were ministers and they include, you know, one of the richest men in the world, uh, Prince Al-Walid bin Tawal, who's worth like, $18 $18 billion and is a major investor on wall street and a major investor in all kinds of companies. I don't know if he's on a mattress in the ballroom, but he's in the Ritz Carlton. They've got him all, uh, uh, you know, Which is- got them-
2: Liz summer is coming up and you know what that means. It means you're grilling, you're grilling uh, and chilling sure. there yes. with your, with your butcher
0: box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing because I'm going to be up in, in bend for a part of the summer.
2: Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash sisters and use code SISTERS to choose your free-for-year free offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day... Thanks, Socia. Because
0: well, he, he owns the Four Seasons, you know. I'm right so <laughs> yeah. sure it's humiliating to him to even be at a Ritz-Carlton, never mind at a mattress on the floor in the ballroom. Yeah, not good at all. But this is
1: considered a, a a consolidation. Perhaps it's an anti-corruption move, but it also is a consolidation of political power by the new young crown prince, Mohammed bin Salam, who is now in line to become... Uh, the next, uh, you know, to be the next leader of Saudi Arabia. And I guess many people are viewing this as a way to just get rid of all of his political opponents or people that might oppose any of the, you know, any of his authority. So just round him up and put them in the, the Ritz. So I don't know what they're going to do with them. I assume they're going to put him on trial. But in the meantime, they're in the ballroom. So
0: <laughs> we shouldn't laugh, but it's. But that is a funny detail. It, it, is, is. <laughs> it is. It is. It is a little odd. Okay.
1: Yeah. Lynn, okay, uh, and Liz, you got to know about this, the new hot uh, form of parenting. Okay. Forget, move over to the French. You know, the French, for a while, there was a book out about how to raise yourself, raise yourself a nice little French child because – that was going to be the end thing. Now, now you want to be, you want to go the Danish way of parenting, Leanne. Of course. Because yeah. apparently they're going to, you're going to raise the happiest ch- children in the world if you do this. And the key to this is something called ordering. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure I said that <laughs> I'm correctly. I'm sure you did. I'm, I'm that sure I did. Perfect. <laughs> and I love this because wait till you hear what this is. This is the key to raising really happy children. It's free time play outside after school. Now, you remember our dear, departed, loving mother. What did she say to us every afternoon after school? She told us in such loving words, she said, don't come back until five o'clock, right? Right. She said, back door is locked. You cannot come in, right? (laughs) And she made us play outside. She made us (laughs) scold fritten or dindining.
0: See, we yes, didn't need no that. Super, no supervision. It was just really change your clothes now, go out there, and don't come back until dinner.
1: Yeah, that, that was yeah. it,
0: right? Okay, and or come so, back in time to set the table. Right, I was, was going to say you had to be back to yeah. set that table,
1: or else you were in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so people are really getting on that, like you know that they think that's good, but the Dutch, you know, they feel like they have some parenting tips that uh, you know are producing really high quality children, and the, the key Dutch to their- or the Danes. No, the Danes had the happiest kids. Okay, but so the Dutch, Dutch are competing. Now the Dutch, okay. they're competing, Leon, and they had so they have some they have some ideas about you know how to really produce high quality kids. Here's the first tip: chocolate sprinkles on the toast. Okay, that is it. Okay, that there's a whole book. This is what you you buy this book. That's what you're going to learn: chocolate sprinkles on the toast. And the second one. Now this one. I don't know about it. Maybe that's why the Dutch children are so happy to allow teenagers romantic sleepovers.
2: Oh, yeah, oh. that's oh, a yeah. thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> mm. It's, no, not, a, it's I don't... not
2: a thing for me, but it's
1: a thing for people. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't
1: know. Okay. Yeah.
2: So, you have a sadly, tough time with that in America. I
1: have a tough time with that. In yeah. fact, I, I didn't want any sleep, sleepovers of any kind, that's romantic true. or otherwise. <laughs> i outlawed those again me, that was edna's was just, legacy because <laughs> that was just that was just like a free pass to let your children roam around in the streets that's what i, I figured uh, what, when they became teenagers that's what sleepovers meant okay sadly you know when they did the survey of parenting techniques nobody wants to raise their kids like americans did you know that nobody <laughs> they're oh, really no, they don't want to raise their kids like Americans. Nope, nope. What do they, they
2: perceive yeah. us to be? Uptight just,
1: and just, yeah, just uptight. Too too much of helicopter parents. Okay, okay. so they don't want that. The other um, country that is not doing well on parenting is Russians. They don't want to. They don't. They don't want to. They don't want to. You know, books. They don't want about... their kids to be spies and trolls. <laughs> yes, apparently not. Appar- apparently, apparently not. <laughs> But the, the, the final one, uh, the one that is, you know, is giving the Danes and the Dutch some some uh, some competition would be the Germans, because they also have a style of raising kids that sort of focuses on self-reliance. So they believe in letting their children play with sharp
0: knives <laughs> and to light matches. And oh, that, well, that
2: I believe is- in that. Yeah, I believe in that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is there a good German word for that, Julie? Like "farfignugen" or something? The, the Achtung baby." Okay, that's. What
1: I'm <laughs> so there you have it. Sort of, a, right. it's sort of a potpourri of international news stories, but you know, it, it does make us think about. You know, different uh methods of raising children and getting various results. But I think we can we can draw on some of those. Maybe light some matches, throw some sprinkles on the toast. But I say a
0: big no to the romantic teenage sleepovers. <laughs>
1: Thanks,
2: sir, banana.
0: Okay. All right. I want to move on to a story that really got my attention because you know I have shared with you on Satellite Sisters over the recent weeks and months. Um the ongoing saga that I call H-O-A-H-E, Double Hockey Sticks. That's my homeowners association hell that I live in. And uh, we've had some disputes between neighbors which have gotten pretty serious. And uh, But, you know, I think that lots of people who have to live in proximity, you just need to learn to respect boundaries, respect some rules, and respect each other. So in today's news, I saw the headline that really got my attention because it's really HOA, H-E double hockey sticks, the federal government edition. This is, did you read about the attack on Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky? Now, I don't mean- That's to make very oddly. It's l- very l- odd. So yeah. So here's the info, Julie. This is, here's the first paragraph in today's story. The violent altercation last week that left Senator Rand Paul nursing bruised lungs and broken ribs began over, guess what? A landscaping dispute between the senator and his longtime next-door neighbor. So they're not sure exactly how it boiled over, but apparently Mr. Paul had just stepped off a riding lawnmower when his next-door neighbor charged him and tackled him. And because Mr. Paul was wearing sound muffling earmuffs, he did not realize that this guy was coming after him. So once they looked into it, They realized there was this long-running dispute between the two because it says Mr. Paul has long stood out in the well-to-do gated neighborhood south of Bowling Green, Kentucky, that he calls home. The senator grows pumpkins on his property, composts, and has shown little interest in neighborhood regulations. Uh Uh There we go. He's the libert- libertarian. So, you got yeah. Libertarian next door neighbor. And apparently, it really came down to stray yard clippings, newly planted saplings, and unraked leaves, sisters. Unraked leaves. That's it. So and so they interview all these people in the neighborhood and they're like, yeah, this has been going on for a while. I mean, they have very political, very different political points of view, but it's really about the leaves. And this one neighbor who is also some kind of local politico um said, Mr. Skaggs also said the senator is quote, the senator quote certainly believes in stronger property rights than exist in America. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm sorry he's injured. I don't mean to make fun of that. But I just, this is sort of the neighbor-on-neighbor violence that can happen when people just don't accept a certain set of rules. Like, let's just all rake our leaves, okay? Can we all rake our leaves? Apparently, he's not into the raking of the leaves. Yeah, or don't move into a gated community. Yeah, yeah.
2: Right. I it, mean, those are plenty of places to live that aren't gated where you could let let leaves accumulate for a lifetime. That's Oregon, for instance. The, yeah. Yeah.
1: The entire I mean, state. he couldn't be the senator of Kentucky living in Oregon, yeah. but that's a detail, Leanne. But I'm sure there's a spot for it, him yeah, somewhere. There's a spot yeah.
2: in Kentucky for people who don't want to rake their leaves. So, okay. Anyway, well, that's, I it, think like there, it could happen to any of us, really.
0: I think, I think that's <laughs> sort of true. I, I think things boil over over these really trivial things. Yeah. It's just, you know, it can happen. So HOA, H-E, double hockey sticks. All right. Uh, well, on the good
2: news front, uh, let me just tell you about our thriller performance last weekend or last Halloween, last Tuesday night. You know, I have been working on this thriller dance with my dance troupe for about 10 weeks. We got a chance to perform it. And I just want to say it was a hoot. I mean, I can't believe how much fun we had because that's so great. It was totally packed. Like this even though it was the 6th game of the World Series and the Dodgers were playing, it didn't matter. Angelinos were out in force and we were doing it at a private home. It was our dance teacher's like great aunt's house. She was in the front room, 95-year-old great aunt in the front room, but she owned this house on a beautiful residential street in the Los Feliz neighborhood for like 75 years. And I mean, our dance teacher, God bless him, his parents his sister who he also dances with, they were all on board. They had a stage, we had lights, we had lasers, we had a fog machine, we had a curtain we wow. came out of. Oh yeah. We had a top notch sound system. I mean, I thought it was just gonna be us on the front lawn. Like I, I just didn't I did not anticipate the showmanship, the the show businessness of the whole thriller <laughs> dance. And, uh, you do
1: live in LA and so I, I, you know, know. you have a higher level of Halloween than many places, right?
2: That's true, Julie. And people appreciated it. That was the other great thing. There was a sign on the stage, like performances every half hour and so people would wait, you know, stand out in front of the stage, wait for 10 or 15 minutes, stop their trick-or-treating to wait for the dance. And our dance teacher and his sister, who do dance together as ballroom dancers, they came out and did a whole Janet and Michael thing. And he looked really like Michael Jackson. It was unbelievable, his makeup and everything. And, uh, and that was fun. And then we came out and did the Thriller dance. And people just started cheering when they hear the music. And then you, like, kind of turn. There's just one move where you turn to the audience and, you know, you shake your hips and people just went nuts. And at the 830 show, there must've been 200 people watching us. I am not. Really? Yeah. Wow. So every show we had like 40 or 50 people. And, but at the 830 show, that was our peak. It was our best show. There were 200 people. And it was <laughs> Way to go, sister. It was so much fun. So if it ever occurs to you to perform something in public that you think, I can't do that, do it. It was super fun. And I, 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 I want to encourage you to wear zombie makeup because no one knows who you are. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's helpful. <laughs> so,
2: I know there is a video. I have not watched it. And you know why? Because I think I look like Janet Jackson when I'm dancing. So I... <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) I I, I have to contemplate whether I want to share it publicly. And I'm not doing that to torture people. It's just to, you know, it's just personally, I, I, you know, I like to think that I look fantastic. And I I know I didn't, I didn't do a single dance where I did perfectly the whole time. You know, every dance I made one tiny mistake here or there, but it didn't matter because it was dark and we were in zombie makeup. So it was fantastic, but it was really fun, really worth the effort. It was a ton of fun to do. Thank the good people of Los Velas for coming out. I mean, the little kids were like genuinely scared by the zombies and it was just a hoot. It was really a lot of fun and then
0: congratulations thank That's you exciting. thank you
2: and then a little kitchen update uh we're moving along we had to buy a new refrigerator um uh-huh. this this weekend breaking news i'm getting a matching refrigerator never had one so it's pretty exciting Wayne,
1: your, your your life is really complete now <laughs>
2: It's a, <laughs> i know it's a style upgrade for me but we have always had like a full-size side-by-side refrigerator okay it's a kenmore We've had the same refrigerator, the same version of the refrigerator for 25 years of our marriage. And so now it's hard to find side-by-side refrigerators. Now the French doors are all the rage or the four-door French door units or the refrigerator, the freezer on the bottom. And now they make counter-depth ones so they don't stick out like ours does. And so I really had to search my soul, like, are we ready to move down to a smaller refrigerator? Is that what our life is like now, smaller amounts of food? You know, less oh. big meals, less entertaining. Can I can I live with the freezer on the bottom? How do I feel about an ice maker
1: in the door? And <laughs> do I need? <laughs> That's very deep. It's well, a lot of, You have to answer a lot of questions. Ladies. So. Did you hire a refrigerator consultant to help you on this or Julie, a refrigerator mediator, perhaps Julie, I,
2: you know, my mother-in-law, she's an a number one consumer of consumer reports. So we, we logged into consumer reports. I did my research. I went to reviewer.com. We in person, we looked at six or seven and then we went back one more time and we had a refrigerator salesman. I said to my husband, I go, I think he went out to lunch did some cocaine and then came back to sell us because <laughs> he was out of his mind. He just started. These are all the counter depths. He just started opening doors and slamming ice machines and this and that. And I was just. He was nuts and like after he gave us a tour of like 10 countertop refrigerators i was like i can't i i need a break i need a break chris and then he completely forgot he had spoken to us and did the whole thing again i was like this, i gotta get out of here i can't buy a refrigerator from meth head chris we've got to get out of here and you know what we just went back to sears i said we have loved that kenmore the Kenmore's are well reviewed. Uh, we don't need a fancier refrigerator. We just need the same refrigerator in a matching color. But Julia, you know what happened? We walked in, open box special for the top of the line Kenmore refrigerator. I couldn't be happier. I feel like it we was sad. destined. Okay, Lynn. it was destined. It was destined. your husband
0: cannot resist an open he box can't.
2: special. He can't. That's it. Those, those are magic words to him. So that's it. It's a little bit smaller refrigerator. The, you know, it's the freezers on the bottom, but I think I can live with it. I think I can work with this and adapt my new lifestyle around That's fridge. Take
1: take tiny
0: steps with the lifestyle
2: change, (laughs) Leigh, and I'm proud of you.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Jill.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, two quick things. Speaking of lifestyle change, I have one super fast Operation Sea Turtle announcement, which is Operation Sea Turtle 2018 starts today, sisters, today. I I realized that if I don't start next year's Operation Sea Turtle this year, I'm going to really regret it next year. So I'm (laughs) buckling down. (laughs) <laughs> okay. I don't even understand that, Liz, but okay. Well, yeah, I'm just going to, I got to like buckle down before the holidays. Cause if you sort of drift through the holidays, not yes. exercising, eating too much, then it, you're, you just get way behind for January. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm doing that. And partly because I have a little trip more on that later a plan for January that involves a wetsuit. So I think if you're planning to be wearing a wetsuit in January, You need to work on yourself starting in November. Uh, That's number one. The number two thing for Operation Sea Turtle, I decided I needed a specific goal, like something I could accomplish. And here's what I want to accomplish. It's very simple. I want to be one of those people that can get out of the pool by just pushing myself up and like sitting on the pool deck and then standing up. You know what (laughs) I mean? Oh, that's hard. Yeah. That's not easy. I know. It requires a lot of upper body strength. Yeah. Yeah. And strong wrists. I mean, Uh seriously. But I look at a lot of the women in my water aerobics class, they can do it. So if they can do it, I can do it. But I'm giving myself a year to accomplish that. That's, that's, I, don't, I don't want to. Put so too much if you see
1: Liz sort of half in, half out of a pool near you, just give
0: her a kick or a well, shove. Well, you know, you get that beached whale look when you can't, you're kind of rolling onto the pool deck. That's not good. So it will work out to practice. Oh, it's yeah. awful. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. That's my, that's my long term. Physical goal is being able to pull myself out of the pool. Okay, now just a few Facebook notes from you because we love the fact that so many of you have joined our Facebook group. Remember, like our Facebook page and join the Facebook group. So, three messages I wanted to um, shout out to this week. Samantha, Samantha, we really love everything you post. We just like you're, you've got the right spirit for the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Uh, the photo you posted this week of the tool wrapped hoodie. I'm still laughing every time I look at that. And I assumed that was fake. Many people are responding to it as if it was a real thing. I don't care, Samantha. I just enjoyed that. Uh, number two, Angela posted a very funny Daylight Saving Time cartoon. I loved it. Captured exactly the way I felt, right? We all feel that way yep. that it's like, you know, 6 p.m. and you think it's midnight. And then finally Oh yeah, that was funny. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. (laughs) And then Leanne, did you see what Amy posted? Amy said that last week she took caffeine to a whole new level. She steeped a bag of chai in her cup of coffee (laughs) and she said i felt like wonder woman and maybe a little like tasmanian devil and she posted posted a very cute picture of herself where she kind of looks like a cross between wonder woman and the tasmanian devil so thank you samantha angela and amy and everyone else who posts in the satellite sisters facebook group so there you have it sisters all right what's happening this week anybody got anything big
1: happening Yes, I am speaking. I'm doing a uh, speaking gig on Friday to a very nice organization that focuses on women's friendships. How about that, Liam? Uh, That sounds good. Good. I feel like I'm going to have the right kind of audience for the Satellite Sister message. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah,
0: that's right. I'm just sea turtling, sea turtling, (laughs) (laughs) getting a grip. Getting on the straight and narrow, the sea turtle straight and narrow. <laughs> How about you, Leon? Anything? Uh, just waiting for the guys to bring back our kitchen cabinets. So that's exciting. <laughs>
2: just <laughs> one one day at a time. Yeah, Hoping to get some sinks soon. But other than that, we're all good. We're all good. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on Satellite Sisters. Remember, Satellite Sisters Talk TV posts at a different feed. That's over um, at Satellite Sisters Talk TV at Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. Julie and I will be recapping Madam Secretary and Poldark this week. Explosive *Pole I, I mean,
0: know. I just know.
2: Just super sad. Super mean. I hate George. I hate him, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> I hate
0: him. All That's right. why I listen to the recaps.
2: <laughs> All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget to call your Satellite Sister.